Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip our listeners with helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. We believe true wealth is the thing money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Furthermore, we also believe our calling is to enable others to fulfill their own. And to that end, we endeavor. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to another episode of Wisdom and Wealth. I'm Josh Clues, the Senior Wealth Planner for Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. And for those of you that um, may be newer to the podcast, we here at Carson aspire to answer all of your uh, financial and administrative questions at one table. We don't believe that you should be going to three, four, five, maybe even six meetings to get your tax, estate, philanthropy, and not to mention investment and financial planning questions answered. And so in line with that, uh, I've invited Andres Mazabal from uh, Trust and Will uh, to the podcast today. And he's going to share a little bit more about our recent partnership here at Carson with Trust and Will um, for estate planning. Andres, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. Really looking forward to the conversation today. Likewise. So as we you know, dive off, can you introduce yourself just a little bit, um, Andres, personally, and then also um, kind of introduce Trust and Will as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, personally, I actually relate a lot to what you and your firm does. I spent over a decade in private banking in the wealth management space. And I'll tell you that that's where I really started to see firsthand the challenges in the pain that comes up with you know clients and families not having estate planning documents. I've uh, been at Trust and Will now for about three and a half years. And Trust and Will started uh, over about five and a half years ago. And we looked nationwide and we asked, why, why is it that less than 30 or 35% of Americans have any estate planning in place? There has to be something there and there has to be a solution. And, you know, thankfully our, our founders were proactive in saying, let's go solve this. And since we started Trust and Will, we've helped uh, about half a million Americans secure their legacy through our platform. And we're really empowering Americans to have access to more education. We know and have heard that that's a big blocker for many people. When should I create an estate plan? Why? So how can we empower families to have access to more education? And then I think too, just um, having more accessibility to a more cost-effective solution. This is again, personally, something that I saw a lot is, you know, in, in even in private banking, which is, you know, you typically have a minimum for the clients that we were working, but it's, it's the association of what does the process look like? How much is it going to cost? Is it you know, how do I get into the attorney's office, et cetera. So um, really empowering financial advisors, and we're really thankful to, to partner with Carson Wealth on this, is to help you and your clients really, I think, have more access to something that's a little bit more affordable, more convenient for the right type of clients. Um, and calling in here from San Diego, beautiful San Diego. So uh, thank you again for your time. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to diving deeper. Andres, thank you so much for that background. And you're absolutely right. First and foremost, nobody wants to think about death. Um, you know, we have noted and recognized this. You know, even when it comes to uh, 
you know, people's burial plan or end of life plan. Um, the only thing that ranks right up there is the will and the estate documents that go right along with it. Because I, I don't know whether we're superstitious or a little stitious, but, uh, you know, we just, we don't, our mind doesn't want to go there and we can put it off through, you know, any number of excuses, but to your point, trust and will, I, I think has, has, um, created a, an excellent platform that takes a lot of those, uh, excuses off the table because it's all in line and customizable to the client experience within reason. Um, could you share a little bit more about kind of the process of what trust and will looks like, um, the feel of that process. And then maybe after that, we'll dive into some of the life circumstances that might be a good fit for trust yeah. and will services. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I think I, I love the way you asked it, the feel of it, which, um, we, when we created the company and have evolved a lot as a company, we want to make this experience feel comforting and also an experience where you feel like you have support. So you can, you know, tell your clients, Hey, there's an online affordable option. Great. But for many people right away that might say, gosh, well, what if I have questions? I'm stuck. I need more education. So this is where we're really empowered and built a platform that is user-friendly uh, very much in some ways, to be honest, like TurboTax, that kind of it guides you through the process, provides education. But I think where a lot of you know families have that peace of mind and they can really relate to what we do is knowing that if they have questions, they can reach out to us. We have live member support six days a week. In most states, we actually offer attorney support. Mm -hmm. So if I want the ability to go through the process online from my home with my spouse or by myself, but also be able to talk to an attorney uh, that's licensed in that state, and I can get that legal advice and I can express what I what I have and what my goals are for my legacy and be able to have that validated and have that education. And going through that process online, being able to log back, you know, save it and come back if you need to work on it or make updates. I think it's, it's, we're really hearing um, how easy and convenient we're making it for people. Um, and then as I finalize it, I, I get documents, I actually just put my folder away, but I get documents in the mail and it's, you know, a lot of the feedback, it's this kind of peace of mind that people feel because we know that the documents are just, yes, documents, but we know what they mean. If, mm -hmm. if you have children, if you have pets, if you have a home, you know that, you know, all those assets and the people that you love are going to be taken care of. And with regard to the the process, it's all online. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're not under a, a pressure situation to make decisions. Um, you, know, you can leave it at your leisure. Um, walk me through what questions with an attorney might look like. You know, how does that work? How, how would that process look, you know, work, work, and then what would it look like from a scheduling perspective? Is this something that may add weeks or months onto the process? Yeah, I really appreciate you asking that. So the process is actually simple. Um, I say, yes, I want attorney support and we actually link directly to the, to the attorney's calendar. So it's as fast as you're, you know, you want to move as a client. Okay. You pick the date and time. And I love the question you asked around, like, what is the attorney going to ask and what does that look like? Because many people just don't understand what does the process look like of setting up an estate plan? So, you know, I'm going to overgeneralize this, but it's 
tell me your family situation, you know, married, single, divorced, whatever. Um, what assets do you have? And if something happens to you, how would you want your loved ones to get those assets? And again, this is very high level overview, but that's a good summary. And then also keep in mind that estate planning, a lot of the times isn't just about death, but it's also about incapacity planning. Mm -hmm. So if something happens, you're whatever the scenario might be, we would never want it to happen to you, but it happens all the time is having those documents in place. Mm -hmm. Do you have children under the age of 18? So what does a guardianship do? How do you get a guardianship document in place? If you can't make it to the bank or you can't access whatever the case might be, because you're, you know, whatever the situation is, who do you uh, assign as an agent to make decisions on your behalf to talk to a financial advisor if something happens, right? Like who would that be? So um, just a note on that, it's not always just about, you know, passing assets in death, but it's also about if I can't make a decision for a specific period of time. I think COVID in that period highlighted a lot of those documents that had gotten short shrift in, in previous years. Oh, I'll worry about that another time. Well, it became readily apparent. I think a lot of people know someone personally that that was a very real reality, unfortunately, for them. So it's a it's an apt reminder. You'd mentioned on um, specifically the medical powers of attorney, powers of attorney, things of that nature. Um, so in my mind, I think there's there's several life circumstances that fit trust and will. But before we get there, could we maybe it'd be helpful for our audience if we uh, maybe outlined who trust and will might not be a good fit for from the outset? Would, would you be willing to yeah. uh, delineate just a little bit? And I definitely think, you know, from, from, you know, your firm and, and the way that we partner with firms, it's trust and will is an additional option for clients. Yeah. And, you know, for many firms that we've worked with, it's finally having access to, to another option, but mm -hmm. never will we say trust and will is a fit for every client. Right. Because mm -hmm. one estate planning can get complex. And I'll tell you that it's not just a matter of the amount of net worth. Right. So, right off the bat, if you're looking at like a taxable estate, you know, over $11 million, et cetera, I'll, I'll be even more specific. Most, most families, the 500,000 uh, families that we've helped are typically under 5 million in net worth. Mm -hmm. But two, you know, special needs planning, irrevocable trust. In some cases, if you come from a mixed, uh, mi you know, mixed uh, family, so you've had, you know, previous marriages, if it's straightforward and, you know, there's not a crazy drama behind, you know, how you want those assets to be distributed, we can help. But in some cases, if it's much more complex, then, you know, you may be best working with a local estate planning attorney. And then we help a lot of business owners, but if you have a much more complex business structure, you know, we may not be a fit, but I think that's where a lot of people get the peace of mind that I can talk to trust and will support team. I can tell them my situation, what I'm looking to set up and they can help better guide me on, Hey, this is something we can help you with or maybe not. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you mentioned business owners because often business owners specifically are so caught up in the business business that they run, 
um, that, you know, there are times where, you know, their, their estate plan can be a detriment to, to the mm-hmm. actual business itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, hey, we just had seniors graduate from high school and are about to go off to college. So in my mind, that triggers a basic will, potentially medical powers of attorney to be sure. Um, what else would be some life triggering life events that might be, uh, you know, a pause for, for someone listening? Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, so a couple examples, one, the one that you used, um, which, you know, as parents, if it's our first kid turning 18, we may have this assumption just because we've always been able to call the school or our doctor, or the nurse's office, but once you're, you know, in most States it's 18, <coughs> excuse me, in most States it's 18, but you know, once your once your uh, child turns eighteen, you can't access all their information, right? So a lot of parents are very proactive about you know getting a power of attorney, a HIPAA authorization, a living will in place because this gives them ability for you to make a decision uh, if you need to. And then the the second big thing, Josh, is um, we actually just did our millennial study, and it asked. 24,000 millennials, why they think about estate planning. And millennials now are actually creating more estate plans than people over 55, which Mm -hmm. one we'd love to hear that. Top three reasons. One, having their first kid, right? It's this decision that says, okay, we had a first kid. If something happens to me, what would happen? Right. So really getting those estate planning documents in place. Two is purchasing a home. Millennials are super proactive, big planners, right? So when I purchase a home, that's usually our biggest asset, right? So we want to make sure that we're protecting it. You know, in some cases we may want to, you know, buy a trust and create a trust to make sure that that home is protected. And then three, you know, thanks to, thanks to folks like you and your firm is their financial advisor is really making sure that they have that education on the importance of setting up an estate plan thanks to their financial advisor. And so, you know, along with that, you know, you said that the triggering events would be like birth of a child. Um, What would be some other, I guess, you know, in my, in my thought process, I had always thought that it might be someone to your point in their fifties trying to get the estate plan in order for their, their parents, potentially, or, or, you know, medical powers of attorney and kind of things of convenience, but it it goes even further than that. Are there any other triggering events that might be, um, caused, you know, for someone that falls within either of those demographics uh, age wise to review their estate plan or consider an estate plan? Yeah. I mean, I think what you reference is a sandwich generation, which is actually, I think one in the top five as to why millennials are creating estate planning because they're now taking care of their, you know, parents who are aging. They may have, you know, have had a client or uh, one of their parents actually pass away, unfortunately. So they've seen the impact of like probate and what that looks like, but then they're also raising their kids as well. Right. So sandwich generation is, is a, is a very big one. Change of net worth is is also one. And if you get an inheritance in some cases, so, you know, maybe you were, you know, went to residency and now you have like, you know, a, a well-paying job, right? So change of income, change of net worth. 
and then also that inheritance, I think, is 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 a big one as well that we see as as a common factor. Are there any misconceptions that you come across? Um, you mentioned a couple, but any common ones that you oh, come yeah. across that you'd be willing to share? Absolutely. I mean, one is I don't need estate planning. And then we, we like inquire more because obviously we do a lot of studies and, you know, even from advisors um, and they might say, you know, I don't have that much in assets. And then we learn more and it's, you know, folks that have 50, 100,000. So obviously they're in that accumulation stage of saving and investing and all that. But regardless of the amounts of assets, even the example that we provided on someone that's turning 18, you know, your basic healthcare and power of attorney documents are a really important piece of estate planning. I think a lot of times we we tie estate planning directly to millions of dollars and those mm-hmm. are for millionaires. And that's only if you're going to pass on a lot of money that I don't have, right? So that's like, the misconception that I think we've heard a lot. So it's a matter of, of changing the narrative. And I think to your point, Josh, uh, to absolutely spot on COVID made a huge impact on estate planning on if, you know, it's not just death, but it's also these documents that make it really important for me and my loved ones to kind of have that peace of mind in place. Another thought that occurs to me, and I'm curious for your perspective on this. Um, it goes in line with COVID. A, a lot of people have moved states. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? What has your experience been with trust and will, and what are some of the ways that you've been able to help clients in that process and that transition? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, the remote world has, I think, changed where we live. It's making it easier for us to move. So we're really making it easier for clients to update their documents. And I'll, and I'll say this, like if you've moved states and you haven't updated your documents, most of the time you, it's much better that you have these documents in place, even if they're not updated, but some states can be very different. So from local attorneys to trust and well, all documents are always state specific. And again, they can make a difference. So you know, common common themes around updating your estate plan, which is very common. If you haven't looked at your documents in the last three to five years, always take a look at them and have someone review them. If you've had, you know, obviously kids, if you move states, if you've had some type of change in your family structure, is there someone in your estate plan that you maybe you're like, you know what? We may not, you know, haven't talked to Aunt Sally in years, right? If whatever family dynamic is, you know, every family is a little different, really, really important. And then two, if you maybe years ago started with, you know, your basic will, but your assets have grown over time, you've bought or exited a business or whatever the case might be, always really, really good to make those updates to the documents because you may be a better fit now for a trust, Right. And hopefully you're not listening to this. You're like, oh man, like this just sounds so complicated. This isn't, you know, for you to figure it out. We have a lot of the education. Local estate planning attorneys can guide you through that process, but definitely recommend at least every three to five years. Or if you've had obviously a, you know, major life event, definitely be proactive about keeping those documents in place. Thank you, Andres. And I think that's a great segue into kind of our, our parting message. 
you know, to summarize what you said before, last three to five years, if you haven't looked at your documents or haven't updated, it's definitely time to review them. If you Absolutely. move states, um, what would be some of the other pieces of, you know, hey, it's it's at least exploring, you know, what what an update might look like. What what would be some of those parting messages that you would have for those listening? Yeah, um, marriage, divorce, birth of a child, moving states, change of net worth. Or if none of these, you're like, you know what? None of these have happened in the last, you know, three to five years. But in some cases, as an example, like the SECURE Act had some impact on the distribution of, of, of assets via retirement plan. So if you just haven't had the documents reviewed and it's been at least five years, I would just definitely encourage you all to, you know, reach out to someone local um, or potentially trust and will to help with that because it's important. And one, I just... If you have the documents in place and not up, and not updated, commend you for at least getting them in place. But it is something that we encourage you to be proactive about. And you know, in working with financial advisors, this is something that many advisors are proactively implementing as a review process annually, maybe every other year as as things change. But it's important. You know, you always want to make sure that this is reflecting your current stage and. Um, and we want to make it as easy as possible for you. Andres, thank you so much for your time um, and sharing your wisdom with us. Um, if someone wants to reach out and learn more about Trust and Will, uh, what would what's the best recommendation that you have? Other, other than reaching out to us, if somebody just wants to like do their own research, yeah. what would you recommend? Of course, just trustandwill.com. And from Excellent. there, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about our services, our, you know, connecting with our support. And also we have hundreds of articles, I think yeah. close to about, I think about a hundred thousand people visit our website a month just because of the search. So we have a learn center. We have a lot of, you know, education. So outside of working directly with, with you and the team, if you just want more education on that, you'll be able to go to our learn center via the website and be able to hopefully get uh, more education on that as well. Excellent. Andres, thank you for your time again. Um, wish you all the best and hopefully we'll have you back on in, in the future for uh, future conversations. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate um, you being proactive about educating your clients around estate planning. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. 
the distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.